0: Good morning my brothers and sisters our God is indeed an awesome God amen. and our God is worthy to be praised amen. so it's with great joy I come back here one more time and it's, in go- it's just good <laughs> See, Pastor Tracy back safe amen. amen prayerfully rested rejuvenated ready to go amen it's good to be having back on the East Coast, <laughs> amen. Thank God, again, for you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank God for my wife. I, I failed to mention her last time, amen. Minister Ann Dixon, who's the real preacher in the house. <laughs> amen, so if you really wanna hear a message, invite her. <laughs> Cause she preaches to me all the time. <laughs> Amen. It's good to see one of our members, Sister Carla, here with us as well. Amen. God is doing great things through Sister Carla, so we're just praying her strength. But you didn't come to hear me lift up man. You came to hear what thus saith the Lord. God does have a word for us today, and as I tell you all the time, if you say amen, it'll be short. <laughs> but I just want to lift up one verse, and that simply is, and it's a question. How shall we sing the Lord's song? King James Version says, in a strange land. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You would allow me for a few moments just to make a statement. That statement simply is hung up hung up. With a hashtag that says, don't blame God. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Now, Father God, as we stand at this moment, where your word is to be proclaimed, we decrease of self. Father God, we ask truly that the great preacher, the paraclete himself, the Holy Ghost, would preach to this your people So that those that have ears to hear will hear what thus saith you today. Father God, let your word go a long way in kingdom building. Let it find fertile soil, Father God, to encourage a believer. But most of all, Father God, let it motivate an unbeliever to even come down the aisle and say, What must I do to be saved? We thank you, Father. We thank you because we know we're not worthy. We're not worthy to stand before you, but you called us. And Father God, we know you are filling us. So, Father God, bless in this place today, keep in this place today, strengthen in this place today, and we will forever give your name, the praise, the glory, and the honor. For you alone are worthy to be praised. Now let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, my all in all, my rock. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'd also bring you greetings from Bishop Shared at Solid Rock and from all your solid rock family. Amen. But the longer that I live, the more that I know that the words of King Solomon still ring true. Solomon said so long ago that there is nothing new under the sun. And what I see and what I hear on a daily basis, it mirrors What's coming from the pages of the scriptures? And I told you, I I need my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Keep forgetting that I need them. Uh, Coming from the scriptures 2,000, 3,000, even 4,000 years ago, and even down to the time where Adam tried to even blame God himself for his own trouble in the Garden of Eden. Although the times have changed, unfortunately, the news hasn't changed. The headline news that we hear on a daily basis from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and even the Fox News Network could be the same very breaking news that the psalmist records for us today from that BNN, that Babylonian news network, in our text today. Breaking news. We hear it today. Breaking news. The worldwide COVID 19 death reaches 4,303,141 people. Coronavirus reaches Record-breaking numbers again in Florida and in Texas after the new Delta variant surge. The deadly California Dixie fires are running through cities and rampaging across the coast. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally has the potential to be a super spreader event as over 500,000 bikers descend on that South Dakota town. The Taliban, they seized the second, another city, after the American troop withdrawal. The nation of Israel right now is defending itself against Hezbollah rocket attacks. Flight attendants are being trained in self-defense because of violent outbreaks and violence on the planes. Teachers and students are remaining uncertain about the safety of the classrooms as they prepare to even go back to school in a few weeks. The United States Justice Department opens up investigations of civil rights abuse against the Phoenix Police Department, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are our headline news. And with all this going on, it seems kind of funny that the church remains eerily white. Like I said, there is nothing new under the sun. The same thing was happening in the text today. In 597 BC. Listen to the breaking news. The nation of Israel suffered devastating defeat at the hands of the Babylonian King, King Nebuchadnezzar. Solomon's beautiful palace, has been burned, it's been looted, and now it's lying in ruin. God's city, Jerusalem, has been destroyed. The walls have been torn down to the point where there's no stone left standing. The women of Israel have been raped and ravished. The Israelite children have been beaten and slain. The nation of Israel has been taken into captivity and exiled in Babylon. The nation of Israel has been forced into slavery by savage and remorseless taskmasters who show no mercy on them, etc., etc., etc. With all of this going on, the people of God, God's chosen people, they make a conscious decision to remain silent. And not only do they remain silent, they get depressed. And not only do they get depressed, they throw a full-blown pity party and cast blame and find fault on everybody and everything but themselves. This is the state that we find the children of Israel in in today's text. On the surface, we can understand that slavery and bondage was bad enough, but. Now they're being ridiculed, and they're even being mocked, and they've become the entertainment for their Babylonian oppressors. Most of us would would agree with them, but like I said, on the surface, this seems to be a bit extreme and, and cruel, and even too much for someone to have to deal with. See, I wouldn't subject myself to this kind of injustice. I would not comply with these outrageous requests either. They already defeated us. Now they want to ridicule us as well. They want to add insult to our injuries. They want to keep kicking us while we're down. They even want to kneel on us until we can't breathe. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll find out that the nation of Israel was in their current condition because Not because of injustice or a weak military led by King Jehoashin. They were in this current condition because they chose to willfully disobey God's mandates and will for their lives. Their choices put them in this situation. But like so many of us, myself included, like to find fault in everything and everybody else. Truth be told, they had a problem taking ownership over their current situation. I know that's a foreign concept. Truth be told, we live in a society that likes to blame others instead of taking ownership for, over our own situations. Fault finding and casting blame seem to be easier than looking into a mirror and taking ownership of your own problems. How are failing grades in school somebody else's problem? When you fail to apply yourself and when you fail to even ask for extra help. Why is it somebody else's problem when you get passed over for that promotion at your job, when you constantly come in late, leave early, And then the work that you do is just mediocre, mediocre. Why is it somebody else's fault? Because you got addicted to drugs and you become an alcoholic because no one seemed to force you to put that needle in your arm or put that drink down your throat. It was your choice. You can't blame that on peer pressure. Why is it somebody else's fault? because you got pregnant or got somebody else pregnant. No one made you have unprotected sex, and believe it or not, you still can just say no. How is it somebody else's fault? When you felt it necessary to put your hands on someone, become physically abusive, and now you have a case of domestic violence. So why is it someone else's fault Because you picked up a charge and are looking at jail time because you chose to get into that car with your friends when you knew your friends were up to no good. Why is it the bank's fault when your home is being foreclosed on or or your car is out for repossession when you failed to make payments on time and chose to use their money for your personal recreation, and your entertainment because you thought your bill money was discretionary income. Why does it surprise you when your health starts to fail and you're experiencing all types of health issues when you abuse your bodies for years and and even ate everything that you weren't supposed to eat, myself included? If I didn't get to yours, God knows, And God has already talked to you about it. For years, the nation of Israel had been forewarned by God and told what was going to happen if they kept being unfaithful. God told them that when you come to the promised land, you must utterly destroy the enemies in that land because if you leave some alive, you're going to end up marrying them and they're going to pull you out of my will. God put a ban on taking the spoils from the battle of Jericho. But Achan took banned items. and Then Israel was defeated by Ai. God told them that you don't need a king. But they wanted a king like all the other nations. So God gave them the king that they wanted when he gave them King Saul. And Saul ruled them hard. Saul was cruel to them. Just like God told them that he was going to be. God told him to put no other little gods before him. And King Ahab, as King Ahab did. And he had them worshiping Baal because he married that pagan worshiper named Jezebel. Time after time, God, good king after bad king, the nation of Israel, they changed like seasons depending on who was in charge. It got so bad that God called Hosea and he told him to marry that harlot named Gomer so that he could feel the pain of betrayal so that he had a firsthand knowledge of how God felt the nation of Israel had been treating him the prophet Hosea could tell the nation with authority that God said, you're treating me like a harlot and you're taking me for granted. Finally, God raised up Jeremiah and Zephaniah to warn the people for the last time that God's judgment was coming, and that he was going to use the Babylonians to enact their enact the judgment for their unfaithfulness to the laws of God and the pagan Baal worship That had them so debased that they were sacrificing their own children. God gave them chance after chance. But there will come a day. There will come a day when God says enough is enough. It hurt Jeremiah so much. To have to bring this word to the nation that he wept. Was later known as the Weeping Prophet. He cried tears of warning, so that he wouldn't, so that they wouldn't have to cry tears in judgment. That's why preaching is so heavy. It comes with a cost, because the oracle of God or the mouthpiece of God, by bringing God's word of repentance from the Lord, it's never an easy thing. Because people don't want to hear the truth. And the truth that I'm talking about is God's truth. So we can conclude after digging a little deeper. The nation of Israel was in this condition by the choices they made. And they could not blame God because it wasn't God's fault. In the te- today's text. We find them lamenting, not so much for what they had done, but because the punishment was too severe and more than they believed they deserved. And I declare to you today that even in this judgment, they became self-centered. They weren't thinking about how they treated God, but they were focused on how the Babylonians were treating them. I really want you to know, truly, there is nothing new under the sun in our society. You can be caught on camera and be guilty of sin, but somehow it wasn't my fault because somebody didn't like me and somebody set me up. In order for us to grow in grace, we have to learn to take ownership for ourselves. If you're wrong, say you're wrong. Don't make excuses. Just say you're wrong. I, I need to let you know that your freedom is in your repentance. Your deliverance doesn't come in excuses. Deliverance comes in the truth that you're willing to tell. Okay, that just got me excited. <laughs> so let me, let me hurry on. To the conclusion of this matter, let's listen to God's people. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down; yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. As we sat down by the tigers and the Euphrates rivers in Babylon, we cried tears because our mind took us back to God's holy city of Zion. As we sat down by the weeping willows, we became enraged and hung up our harps on the willows, which are just an outward expression of our inward condition. We got upset because the Babylonians who held us captive, they mocked us and they demanded that we sing them a song. They wanted us to become their entertainment. When they told us to sing one of those songs that, you know, those songs you used to sing to God, sing us one of those old freedom songs like, we shall overcome. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe that someday we shall overcome. Now sing us one of those songs that you used to sing when you were getting into good trouble. Sing us one of those necessary trouble songs. In our bitterness, we concluded, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? In our self-centeredness, we would reason that we'd rather be hung up than be ridiculed by the Babylonians. So we chose to hang our musical instruments on the sad whittles, than oblige these ruthless Babylonians With the song of Zion. This is what happens. To so many of God's children. When you let bitterness. Control your life. They failed to acknowledge that they were in this condition. Because of the choices that they made. And they failed to realize. That singing God's song in this strange land. Wasn't necessarily entertainment for the Babylonians. But it was for the glory of God. And when you get hung up on your issues and your problems, and you can only focus on yourself, you fail to realize that peace comes from your praise. Let me say that again. Let me say say that again, because that just blessed my spirit. When you get hung up on your issues and problems and can only focus on yourself, you fail to realize that your peace will come from your praise. They might have been slaves in the flesh, but praise has a way of taking you out of the flesh and letting you know that you are free in your spirit. And when you praise God, God inhabits your praise. I said, when you sing praises unto God, God lets you know that he is with you. When you sing God's praises, you can change the atmosphere and you can control your environment. I said, when you praise God, you forget about yourself, you concentrate on him, and you can worship even in the midst of your trials and your tribulation. I like how Fred Hammond said it. He said, when you praise or when you praise... There should be a fire in your heart. Hands up raised when you praise. Consuming every part. Because you know that the God that we serve will make his presence known when you praise. And he said, when you praise, when you think of how wonderful and merciful and kind our God has been to us, then we know every glory hallelujah he deserves when we praise. I want you to know today, Praise will bind and confuse the enemy. Because when you praise in the midst of your trouble, you let God know that he is and he is an awesome God. When you sing the Lord's song in a strange land, you're saying, even though I messed up, Lord, Lord, you're still worthy to be praised. Because God, it's not your fault. Although I am guilty, God is still able and God is still good. What they failed to realize is that they were still receiving God's mercy even while they were in captivity. The judgment of God didn't have to be captivity or slavery. God could have given them what we all deserve. And that's death, because the Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. They could have been dead and experiencing real torment in hell, but God showed them mercy, unmerited favor, and his agape love. And I don't know about you, but that's real good news to me. I deserve death, but God showed me mercy. I deserve God's justice, but God showed me mercy. That's why I can't get hung up on my issues, and I can't let my problems keep me silent. Jesus warned us in advance that this is what the end was going to look like. So I don't take it personal, and I don't get hung up when the issues of life come in my direction. He said, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see don't be troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for the nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places all these things are the beginning of sorrow so i encourage you today This is not a time to find fault and have pity parties. This is not the time for the universal church to be silent because we have some burdens in our life. This is not a time for us to cry down by the Connecticut River and hang up our instruments of praise. This is not a time for us to keep identifying everything that's wrong in this world. It's time for us to let everyone know what's right in this world. It's time to let the world know that there is a more excellent way. I don't care how bad coronavirus might get again. God is still worthy. He's still worthy to be praised. I don't care if I have to wear a mask and social distance to the end of my days. My God is still worthy. I said, he's still worthy to be praised. If they open up the schools or don't open up the schools, God is still worthy. I said, he's worthy to be praised. Although there's real financial insecurity going around in our land, God is still worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Although there is systemic racism and it's a real problem, God is still worthy. I said, he's worthy to be praised. My brothers and sisters, This is not the time for us to get hung up and stay silent. It's not the time for us to be self-centered and even fault finders. It's time for us to stand up and sing the Lord's song even while we're in this strange land. If you can't praise for no other reason than this, Realize that you have received mercy from God when you should have received the judgment of God. I don't know about anybody else, but when I was sinking deep in sin, far from my peaceful shore, I should have received God's judgment. But God sent me mercy down through 42 human generations. When the stain of my sin was covering me, when I was guilty as charged and I couldn't blame anyone else, God sent his lamb that took away the sin of the world. When sin had me full of hate, God didn't condemn me, but God sent me his love that was wrapped up in human flesh, born in a stable in Bethlehem so that love could lift me from sin and from shame. And I want you to know, and it was God's love that lifted me. When sin had me sentenced to an eternity in hell, God sent me a savior named Jesus who didn't mind getting hung up for me to pay the cost that would set me free. I can't be bitter because I have a savior who was willing to get hung up so that I might not be bitter, but I could get better. I can sing today because I have a savior who's willing to get hung up on that cross on Calvary just for me. And just for you, he got hung up so that we could receive mercy instead of judgment. I said, he got hung up so that sin could no longer have power in our lives. He got hung up so that no one would be enslaved to the guilt and shame of sin. I said, he got hung up so our blinded eyes might be open. He got hung up to set our captives, to set us free from our captivity. He got hung up so that the dead would... Death would lose its sting and the grave would lose its victory. He got hung up so that nothing could put shackles on us ever again. He got hung up so that I could withstand the fiery darts of the devil. When they come our way, he got hung up so that he could finish the work of your salvation, of my salvation. He got hung up. That's why I can sing. Because he finished the work. When he died on Calvary's cross, I can sing because he said it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. I can sing because he took our place for three days and for three nights in our hell. I can sing because he took my judgment. He took your judgment and he exchanged it for his mercy. I can sing because no matter how hard the devil tried to hold him in the grave, the grave couldn't keep him. They tell me that the earth started shaking and the earth started quaking. And they tell me that the temple veil was torn from the top to the bottom. They tell me that lightning even started flashing and thunder started rolling. I can sing because God kept his promise, and nearly 2,000 years ago, early that Sunday morning, God raised Jesus up from the grave with all power, not a little power, not some power, but all power in his hands. That's why I can sing. That's what the the breaking news headlines are saying today. I'm going to sing because it's the Lord's song. And I don't care how difficult it gets in our lives. I'm going to sing the Lord's song. I don't care how much sorrow that we have to go through. I'm going to sing the Lord's song. I don't care how many mind games Satan likes to play on his people. We have to sing the Lord's song. It doesn't matter if we have to walk alone. It doesn't matter if we don't understand. Just sing the Lord's song. I don't care how much weeping you have to do, even in the midnight hour. You can sing because you have a promise from God that his joy will come each and every morning. I can sing because mercy said no. Mercy said, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you slip away. You don't have to be afraid because mercy said no. Sin will never take control. Life and death stood face to face. Darkness tried to steal my heart away. But thank you, Jesus. Mercy said no. Church, don't get hung up. Sing the Lord's song. Church, don't get hung up. Always sing praises unto your God. God, inhabit your praise. Don't ever let life's circumstance keep the church silent. Sing The Lord's song, even in this strange land.